Hey, hey, welcome to the Lifestyle Creation Podcast, designing life on your terms. I'm your host, Jamie Thurber, and I'm an expert operations manager, productivity queen, mindset, business, and lifestyle coach. Basically, getting shit done is my jam. And I believe in the power of intentional living and in real conversations that can shift your perspective, create habits, and ultimately achieve the freedom that you want in every area of your life. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for being here with me. I gotta say, you guys, that um, over the weekend, I put up all my Christmas decorations. Yes, it is before Thanksgiving, but it has been a year. And honestly, even if it wasn't, hadn't been in a year, like, I try to put it up as soon as possible (laughs) because it makes me very happy. And then I leave it up as long as possible. I usually don't take my Christmas decorations down until probably the end of January, at least, because they're so beautiful. I do like getting my house back in order afterwards. Like, it's really nice, you know, having things put back where they're normally at. But there's just something about the Christmas decorations that I hope you all have just as much joy from holiday decorations as I do and holiday things. Like I love wrapping gifts. I love writing out Christmas cards. Yes, I write out Christmas cards to almost every freaking person that I know. If I have your address, you're getting a card. It is just the way that it goes. So (laughs) anyway, I'm filming this staring at my beautiful Christmas tree. Funny fact is that I have a very, like, I have a one-bedroom apartment, right? I don't know if I ever told you guys about this, but when I moved back to St. Louis, um, the last thing I wanted to do was deal with anything, and so I did not want to live in a house. I did not want to live in something that was bigger than literally, like, the only rooms I needed. (laughs) Just the thought of having to deal with anything at that point was just not where my head was, and I'm so grateful that I did what I did, but so I bought are not bought, but I found a one-bedroom apartment that's tucked away from everything else, and that's all I need, and that's all I wanted. I didn't want extra rooms to put a bunch of shit in that I didn't need, you know, so it was really cool, but anyways, so it's not huge by any means. It's enough for me and the dogs, and but I have two Christmas trees in here now. <laughs> Confession time. Two trees. <laughs> Most people that have big houses don't even have two trees sometimes, but you know, Anyway, I'm very pleased with it. I bought it on sale. It's pre-lit. It fits in this perfect little nook by my dining room table, my other, my new one. And it doesn't have ornaments on it. It's just pre-lit and beautiful. What do they call it? Frocked, flocked or whatever, where it looks kind of like it had snow on it. Very pretty. But I, anyways, let's get on topic here, right? (laughs) So, um... I've gotten questions. I kind of throw out on Instagram every once in a while, you know, what are some things that you'd like to see on the podcast? What are some topics that you're interested in hearing, you know, me talk about or my input on or whatever it might be? And, you know, there's always a very variety of things. And most of them, actually, since the last time I did it, I've covered to an extent. And then, you know, things I come up with ideas or I think, oh, that would be really good. And I just write them down as I think of them. So, with that being said, if there's anything that you're interested in, shoot me an email. My email address is listed below because I'm down for the suggestions for sure. But so this one was something that I had written down quite a while ago and I feel like I look at it every time I'm getting ready to record and it's just never been time yet <laughs> to have this conversation for God knows what reason. I don't know, but today it felt like time. So it's around the 
output versus input topic. It's about being a high performer and a high producer and also being able to have a life and be healthy and take care of yourself. So like basically what I wrote here at the top was like high performer and self-care. And so the biggest reason that I think this topic is so necessary is because honestly, there's a lot of people I know who claim that balance doesn't exist. Like work-life balance doesn't exist. And it's like this, this, um, you know, mythical creature that everyone is searching for and people like me are talking about to, you know, quote unquote, sell something to you. And I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, balance doesn't exist. Work-life balance doesn't exist. My work is my life. My life is my work. My job is my life. Okay, well, here's the truth. Hi, like my job is my life, actually. Living my life the way that I do is my job. So (laughs) I hear ya. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that you can't have balance. And so in like a really statistical type way, I guess maybe, or like logical type way, is a really like simple example of this is that in when I, okay, let's, let's see. If you have not listened to the very first episode where I talk about the wheel of intentional living, I highly suggest you check it out. I think if you did listen to it, you should listen to it again. It's something that I believe is always beneficial to revisit and you you learn something new every time, you know, you have the conversation about all the rooms in your house, right? So, if you're looking at the world of the room of in, or the wheel of intentional living, something that I teach, you know, specifically in my coaching group is how to make sure that you're including something or putting intentional effort and energy into every area of your life during the week. Like idealistically, we'd like to do it every day. Um, Sometimes that's not always going to work out depending upon your situation, but we want to have a good balance of, you know, making sure that we're not just focusing in on one particular thing. And so the way that I help people kind of start to create a visual around that is when we do our block planning. So I have this entire planning process where basically to give you like quick Cliff Notes version is every week we plan our week. We write in anything that's a, an appointment, a phone call, like basically a thing that requires you to be somewhere at a specific time. We put that in first and then you are able to look and see what pockets of time you have open. So when you do that, it allows you to be able to more realistically look at, again, what you have available. So then the other cool part is, is then we start looking at, you know, are we, if we're going somewhere, like, are we allowing drive time? Are we utilizing, you know, not running all over God's green earth instead, you know, creating some sort of a plan or a, you know, map of if you're going a bunch of places in one day, like what makes the most sense? Or if you need to go five places this week and you have an appointment in one side of town where two of those things are on one day, you would do them at the same time versus, you know what I mean? There's just so many things that everybody claims that they can't do. They don't have enough time for. It's overwhelming. It's this, it's that, right? Well, that's all true. And, you know, you're not necessarily 
wrong when you say it's overwhelming and you don't feel like you have the time and it's stressful and you're all over the place. But the reason that it's stressful and the reason you're all over the place, the reason that you don't have time is because you're not giving yourself a blueprint at the beginning of the week. You're not looking at it dead on and saying, okay, here's how I can maneuver this around. I need to get to the post office. I have time on Tuesday. If you wouldn't have looked at that in advance, Friday would have hit and you'd be like, shit, I didn't make it to the post office. You'd be like running around, right? Or I didn't go grocery shopping or I didn't cook that thing I needed to cook for that company potluck or whatever it is, right? There are always things that we then create this drama and this chaos around or these little fires that we then have to put out simply because we don't look ahead. And it's just like, um, hello, why, why, why do we do that? It makes zero friggin' sense. Like when you could eliminate the stress and chaos by choosing to spend 15, 20 minutes looking at the shit, right? Now, don't get me wrong. I will admit that I am definitely one of the people who spends a lot more time planning just because I like to get shit out of my head, basically. And I also like it to look a certain way. And that's just the way that I, I like to be aesthetically pleasing. And that's just me. It doesn't have to be that way. And when there's weeks that I have 15 minutes to plan for the week, it doesn't look aesthetically pleasing. But I never, ever, ever walk into the week without a blueprint, without a plan, without a map of what I'm going to be doing and an idea of what needs to be done, you know? So anyway, back to the blocking, right? So you put everything in and then you are able to see what pockets of time you have available. And what that allows you to do is create balance. And here's what I mean. So you're adding in all of the things that are going to require your time, energy, you know, you being physically there at specific, at designated times. Then you look at the calendar and you say, okay, like what are those things, right? Maybe they're appointments with your personal trainer. So then you don't have to worry about maybe, you know, and work. And so you're not necessarily having to worry about fitting in fitness time. Everybody's situation is different. But if that's not the case, or maybe like you have an appointment, not an appointment, but you are going to go meet up with your sister for dinner or whatever, like those items, like each different area of life gets a different color. So when you glance at your planner, you can see all the colors that, and you know the colors, um, you can see all the colors and understand like, cool, we're good. You don't have to worry about it, right? Like you're not like, shit, I haven't spent time with a family member or a friend or my boyfriend or whoever in weeks. And that used to be my reality. So here's why I'm saying this, you guys. Like I know what that's like. And I know what it's like to say that you're making time for things and then not because also guilty as we all are. And that is like why I said high producer and taking care of yourself and, you know, serving all of the parts of your life. Because the truth is, is that you don't have to sacrifice one for the other. And that's, I think, where a lot of the misconception lies is that you can't have both. And, you know, again, that balance doesn't exist. So something that my coach and I were working on, because I've been working on more of a like mind-body connection, that's been a, a real big focus of mine. I'll have to do a different podcast and talk about that. Um, it's been a big focus of mine over the pa- this past year. And so one of the things that we started working on was different ways for me to braid that into my balance. And so that topic of braided balance or that concept, that visual that you get when you think of braided balance makes a lot of sense, you know, because nothing's getting kicked off the shelf, right? 
Instead, we're like, how do we make all these things exist and coexist harmoniously or as harmoniously as we can? Like, let's be real. I'm not, you know, claiming that everything's perfect and every week is, you know, like jolly good time and everything works out exactly as I want it to. That's not always the way it goes. But this way you're able to actually be making intentional decisions about how you're spending your freaking time instead of like the end of the week coming and you're like, holy crap, I don't even know what I did. Or the end of the month coming and you'd be like, holy shit, it's the end of September already. Like, how did that even happen? How often does that happen to you? It happens to a lot of people. And a lot of that comes from you're just not plugging into it, right? Like we're just going through the motions and putting out the fires and doing all the things versus having some sort of a map or a plan or an idea of what the hell it is we're actually spending our time on so that we're not getting to the end of a week or a month and being like, well, I meant to do these 16 things. I don't even know what I did do. Like, why didn't I get to these things, right? Like it's definitely part of the reason why this is so helpful. And so like, Here's another example of why it's it's pretty cool idea is because like I would do so everything in my world is green for business. Um, and what I realized was I was spending all of my time working on my clients, like working in my business versus on my business. So I was in the conversations with my team. I was in the conversations with my clients. I was in my client projects. I was in that part, but I wasn't working on my business. Like meaning I wasn't putting as much effort into all of the moving pieces that need it needed, right? And so I created a new balance system of the colors. And so anything client related or team related is green. Anything on the business, so creating content, writing, like doing the blog or doing the what the hell is this thing called? Ha, <laughs> just kidding. Doing the podcast is pink. Like, so I'm able to see, okay, cool. Like you are making sure that not only are you spending time with everybody that, you know, is necessary, which is green. You're also spending time on what builds the business and continues to, to have that solid foundation, which is the pink stuff. And so for example, like looking at the week, Every other week, my Tuesdays and Thursdays are jammed with a lot of things just because that's how my schedule, I kind of work it out that way because I have some bi-weekly people. And so what I do, like both Tuesdays and Thursdays on those weeks are all green. So I make sure on Monday and Friday, I have a lot of pink, like I'm doing a lot of on the business creating and all that good stuff so that there's a balance there and I'm not falling behind. Like the whole point of that balance and like the input output you know, braided balance of being a high producer and taking care of everything or like being involved and intentional about how you're spending your time everywhere else. Like the reason that that's so beneficial is because then you're not getting caught up with like big piles of stuff everywhere that need your attention or like 1800 phone calls that you've been ignoring, you know, or a pile of mail or, you know, your mom's pissed at you because you haven't talked to her in a month or you haven't seen her or whatever it might be. Like the whole point of this is to prevent any of that shit that stresses you out and causes you to have to overwhelm and, you know, walk backwards or just throw your own shit to the wayside, blah, 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 obligations, like all that crap. When we do it this way, we don't have to deal with none of that shit. And let me tell you what, <laughs> talk about 
that's exhilarating and that's amazing because holy shit, life just gets a little bit easier when that's the way you're operating and you don't have a bunch of people barking at you all the time because they're waiting on something or, you know, you've been ignoring them or whatever it may be. So I hope that that makes sense. Um, the ultimate purpose always, in my opinion, is for us to be able to fulfill what it is that we want as well as what we need. Um, as well as what we desire, right? So we're, we're fulfilling our, our, our responsibilities, but then also f- taking care of ourselves, family, body, mind, all the things, right? And so, so yeah, I example, I learned about myself that if I plan two, like two things in the week, two or three things in the week, with like going out to dinner or things like that with friends or whatever it's too much for me sometimes like most of the instances I feel very overwhelmed and I'm just not rested because it's a lot of peopling and I give a lot of energy out during my job right so I literally limit it to like one time a week if that but depending on what the rest of the week looks like if it's a heavy call week or I'm creating a program or something like I won't schedule that in there because I know that it's going to drain me. And I'll tell you what, one of the biggest, biggest pieces of being a really true high producer and high performer is knowing when to set a boundary and when to like, it's almost like you're negotiating with yourself to make sure that you're able to be a high performer and do the things you want to do without suffering because the truth is is when we don't do that like are we really serving anyone anyways like are we providing this high producing shit that's coming out of us when we're stressed and we're not taking care of business like are all the other things that we consider like things in our lives like are we really providing anybody like an actually good service or are we just so fra- like you know what I mean like I want to give people the highest quality of myself so I'm, I mean I'm assuming you do too so like these if you don't, like, I'm confused as how you got here into my podcast, I feel like. <laughs> anyway, haha, that was just a funny little joke. But so I just wanted to really basically kind of talk through these things and plant some seeds because something I wrote on here too that I think is really interesting is that I remember it used to be for me, I needed to be very on top of making sure that I was creating or producing more than I was consuming. And that's something, I mean, I've had this conversation with a lot of people many, many times. So a lot of people get real caught up in this consumption game to where they're watching all of the videos, they're listening to all of the podcasts, they're reading all of the blogs, they're commenting on all of the um, on all of the Facebook posts, they're joining all of the free courses, blah, blah, blah. They're consuming, 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 but they're not doing anything. Like, at the end of the day, they're not taking action, they're not producing, they're not creating. So, like, that balancing act of am I consuming or creating? And so that was something I used to really, you know, talk a lot about because that plays a big role in how much you're able to produce as well as, you know, how you're personally feeling doing all of those things because, like, consuming content a lot of people are like going there's oh here's another fun one a lot of people have like they're like addicted to events like they go to like a shitload of events right entrepreneur events and it's exciting and it uplifts you and you meet people and you network and it's great but then you go home and in between the events you don't 
you're not taking action, right? So it's like, wait a minute, you get this high from the interaction and then it's like you get addicted to it almost kind of, right? And so that's also how I feel, honestly, like happens when you're producing a ton and you kind of get addicted to that cycle of like, do, 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 do. I'm just going to keep doing things. I'm going to keep doing all the things all the time. It's fine. You know, you kind of get addicted to it and you're like, oh shit. Like, is this happening? Oh, I didn't realize that I was so deep down the rabbit hole of this issue, right? Until it's kind of too late or something's blowing up in your face or you're overwhelmed and you're like ready to call it a day or call it quits forever. <laughs> you know, whatever. We all have those moments. But like, so keeping that in mind, like that, again, that used to be my consume versus create used to be a big topic. And now it's more like input versus output. Like, and when I mean input, I mean, what are you putting back into your life? you as a human and your life what are you putting back into that and what are you putting out like are they even close because i have to keep myself in major check when it comes to this because i will put out all of the things and not take much back in so that's where boundaries come in place with your phone with social media with you know not letting people like let, not letting somebody else's lack of planning cause an emergency on your behalf, you know, or not letting other people dictate how you're going to spend your time. Like those key rules, which are all boundaries, whether we want to admit that or not, but those key rules really have a lot to do with us being sure that we're our input is good like we're good we're filled we're okay we're doing we're able to focus on the things we need to focus on instead of constantly giving 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 time energy thoughts words evaluations anger whatever it is you're giving 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 out 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 and then of course like you're like you you find yourself looking around like what the hell just happened like why do i feel so drained what's the problem and it's because it's it it becomes again it comes a cycle and now granted a lot of this can be (laughs) controlled if you have a mindfulness practice like realistically if you're mindful and have been working on self-awareness and working on being present then a lot of this like oh shit the whole day just went by or the whole week went by the whole month went by I have no idea what I did with my time tends to not happen nearly as much when you're present but same like same thing that happens with your finances what you focus on grows right So if you're focusing on, oh my God, I'm so busy. Oh my God. Like that's exactly what your life is going to be like. And so if you say, you know what? Like I have this really cool, if you're telling yourself like I have this really cool balance of being able to help everyone that I need to help and put out this great content and do this great stuff. And then I also have quiet time for myself. I get to see my family. I get to go for walks with my dogs. You know, I'm in the gym. I get massages. Like I have this balance of being able to do all the things. And again, please let me debunk this belief that somebody somewhere put out there that that's not fucking possible because that's bullshit. Like it is possible. A hundred percent it's possible. So that's one of the things that I think we need to remember is again though, I mean, it comes down to choices, but like eventually you're going to be knocked in your butt and, and you're not going to have an option but to make the choice because we are not built we're not robots, you know, like trust me. I lived most of my life like a robot. So I'm 33 years old and until I was 25, 
I was a robot all day. I mean, I had four jobs from the moment I could have four jobs. I didn't allow myself to feel my feelings. I was like a dude, like my, not that guys don't have feelings, but it was like a joke. You know, I remember the first time that I like lost my shit emotionally on Tony. He was like, wait a minute. I thought you were like a guy. Like you didn't have, like you didn't freak out about nothing. It's like you almost didn't have feelings. And I was like, oh, well, I do have feelings. I just don't talk about them. (laughs) And that's a whole nother conversation for another day of conditioning and trauma responses and different things like that. But Needless to say, like, what I'm getting at is I know what it's like to be a robot, you know, and then I've played back and forth with that as I've been self-employed and of having to make sure I don't go too far down that robot path because I'll tell you what, when I was working the last, like, quote-unquote real job I had, you know, at the body shop, I put myself in the hospital twice because I was acting like a robot. I wasn't eating properly. I wasn't drinking enough. I was working way more than I should have been and just stressed the fucking max. I wasn't taking care of my body and my vessel so that I could, you know, behave the way I needed to and show up the way I needed to. I was letting every single person pull me in a million directions. And when I say every person, I mean, we're talking about managers, accountants, um, business owners, employees, marketing companies, employees, brothers and dads and moms, like, our employers, mothers and bad dads and moms, like charity events, like I had everybody in the world I was trying to satisfy, right? And they were all pulling for me all day long. So no freaking wonder that I literally got put in the hospital because of it. And what I'm getting at is like, did you, okay, do y'all ever watch? I hope that you watch Friends because if you do, then you're just even more so my people. But there's an episode of Friends where It's like, what if everybody would have been something else? I don't know what the name of the episode is, but it's the one where like Phoebe is a um, stockbroker or whatever. (laughs) And because she's running a million miles a minute, smoking, not taking care of herself, constantly stressed the fuck out, screaming at people on the phone, all this stuff, she winds up in the hospital with a heart attack. Right? Well, that's a really great example too. It just, our bodies will eventually shut you down one way or the other. And what I would like you to do or like to help you with is let's not get to that extreme. Like that would be really cool if we did not get to such an extreme that you have to be knocked on your ass. You know, those of you who know tarot, the four of swords, I believe it is. The four of swords is the girl. She looks like, it's like a tomb. It looks, the person is laying down. And it looks kind of like a mummy, but it looks like they're dead and the swords are above them. And people are always like, oh my God, it's dead. And I'm like, no, this is saying, hey, you need to have a rest. And if you don't have a rest, the universe is going to make you. Whether that's an outpatient surgery, you break your leg, whatever might happen, they're going to make you have a freaking rest before you go insane, right? He reached a breaking point. Same thing. These are just different, you know, scenarios that maybe you can relate to, but... You know, I think the way that I'm going to break, I'm going to end this conversation is if any of this is resonating with you and you do find yourself feeling like you're go, 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 go all the time, a lot of that comes from the fact that we don't always feel like we're doing enough, like there's no way we're doing enough. Hello, that was like my, oh my God, you guys, literally like my Achilles heel or tendon, whatever it's called. Anyway, that's been my, a thorn in my side. There's a better one. (laughs) Forever. 
I'm not doing enough, I'm not doing enough, I'm not doing enough. Like I am a recovering mean girl to myself about never being enough, doing enough, having enough, all of the things, right? And so my my little challenge that I'm going to leave you with, because a lot of times when we're running around all the place like that, we are doing it out of a scarcity place, a place of scarcity that we're not doing enough and we're going to miss something. Something's going to run out. We're going to miss it. Well, number one, anything that's yours, that's supposed to be yours and that's coming your way, it's not going to run out. So you just need to let that shit go. Let that go right now. But what I'm here to, to ask you or challenge you to do is start looking at what you did accomplish each day versus what you didn't. We have this really ugly habit of looking at why, you know, how was your day? Oh, it was fine, but I didn't get to this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing. Holy shit, I'm so behind. What a loser. Blah, 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 right? We focus on what we didn't get done today, what we didn't get done this week, what we didn't get done this month. Instead of saying, okay, look at all the things I did accomplish. Cool. Here are the things that need to still be done. How am I going to work that out? It's just you got to remove that judgment piece and that shamey, shamey, yuck voice inside of you that basically is like always tapping you on the back of the head like, hey, you're shitty. You suck. Whatever it is, right? (laughs) Um, I'm having a bad time with the scenario or like the descriptions today, but I think you guys are picking up what I'm putting down. Um, So commit to, at the end of the day, what did you what did you accomplish? So I've seen a couple people call I've called it a celebration list. I've called it an accomplishments list. Um, if you work at a at a desk, I suggest starting it straight away when you sit down. Like I have a piece, you know, I don't do it anymore unless I'm going back into that thought process. But writing down what you did do, like accomplishments as you're accomplishing them, you're gonna shit your pants when you see the amount of things that you're doing. Like, I have yet to encounter a human that takes me up on this challenge and is not like, oh, wow, I did do a lot today. I do do a lot every single day. So what that does for you, though, is number one, it's important for you to acknowledge your wins. It is so important for us to not just constantly be right on to the next thing or, oh, I'm not enough. It's what did I accomplish? This is That's pretty amazing. Like, you fill two pages of fucking accomplishments. Like, and if you're still not feeling good about yourself over that point, like send me a message or send someone a message and let's get deeper into this with you because I've been there and I know that feeling and that is deeper, that's a deeply rooted guy. So anyway, write down what you've accomplished. Celebrate that. Allow yourself to see what you are doing and how good you actually are because by doing that, it shifts the dynamic, it shifts the focus and it allows you to focus in differently. And so the other part is your expectations of yourself might be really, really unrealistic. Again, speaking from example, I was talking with my therapist and she said, this was like a year or so ago, year, two years ago, I don't remember, but she was like, would you expect anyone else to do what you just told me that you're not doing or what your expectations of yourself are for the day? And I was like, no, that would be mean. Without thinking, that's what came out of my mouth. And I still to this day remind myself of that when I'm like, okay, are my real, are my expectations real? Like, do I have time? Back to the planning thing, you guys, like so many, too many people will have a day 
filled with phone calls like or meetings, like appointments, right? Say you have appointments from like 10 o'clock in the morning until three o'clock in the afternoon. If you put 17 things on your to-do list that day, in addition to those, you know, however many hours of phone calls, like you're setting yourself up for failure and those expectations are really fucking unrealistic. So don't be stupid, you know? So that's where that block scheduling works is because then you're not creating unrealistic expectations and setting yourself up to fail over and over again. Because truthfully, again, these ugly little cycles we get caught in. So I'm going to stop because I could continue to talk about this for two more hours and I really, really try to keep these as 30-minute-ish as I can. Um, But I think that I've given you a lot of info and so I think that this is a good place to just cut it and let you know that, again, this is really, if you can't tell, like this shit is my jam Um, and it is one of my biggest pieces. No matter where my clients are in their journey or how long we've been working together, we continuously have these conversations and revisit them and revamp and reassess and you know do the things like this so that we can continue to not only be high performers and high producers and having this glorious success, but then we also have good lives and we're healthy and we take care of ourselves and we're not miserable in the process, which is the whole point because is being successful fucking worth it if you hate your life and you're miserable? Well, I wouldn't call that success, but... It's a valid question. And I think that we'll end it on that note, my friends. So thank you for being here with me. Um, as always, like you guys mean the world to me. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please feel free to share it with someone that you think it you know could benefit from the message. And if you're not following me over on social, please make sure that you do. I'll put the links below because I continue to share little tidbits about these type of topics all the time that can really help keep you on track. If you are in a place where you think that having another level of support would suit you, I'll put a link to Operation Do. That's my monthly coaching group below. Um, And I actually also am accepting applications for private coaching at the moment as well. So, you know, I'd be more than happy to have a conversation with you and see what might be a good fit. I don't work with everyone because I don't think I'm a good fit for everyone. And I'm just usually brutally honest with people as far as like, where I think, you know, you should start and what might work for you. Thank you guys. You're amazing. And until next time.